have a little hot ho- i shouldn't say yet another that makes it sound bad but welcome yeah. to another episode of the have a little hot will travel podcast this is episode 62 my name is kevin allen uh your co-host and then uh with me as always Catherine tothfox uh Catherine, how are you doing Oh, good. What a strange intro. Anyway, I, know, that, I thought that one was a little bit off rhythm. It was know? odd. Yeah, you're off your game, Kevin. Uh, oh, we're with man. Hawaii Magazine. And uh, thanks for listening and subscribing and tuning in. And if you don't subscribe, please do so. Hey, I just need to get this all up front because people don't make it till the end of our podcast. So I'm saying it now. Oh, okay? that's a good point. Um, all right. <laughs> they should stick around because we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, Kyle Foyle. Uh, hello, Kyle. Hi, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Kyle is a veteran on the Ocean Safety Department for Honolulu County. So basically, in layman's terms, he's a lifeguard. Actually, you're a lieutenant, but uh, you would you would be recognized as a lifeguard to most of our, our listeners and viewers. And uh, we invited Kyle to talk. You're the second lifeguard we've had, actually. We had a Tanner Hayton. Tanner was the man. Now, now he's he- a fireman. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah, he left us. Uh, I think just a year ago, maybe less. You're but yeah, kidding. he was oh. he was an amazing lifeguard, amazing human. But oh yeah. man, he yeah. was on episode five. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. awesome! We had him on a couple years ago already. It's been yeah. a long time. Yeah. It has. We did it in person because there was no such thing as COVID. Anyway, yes, um, yeah. Kyle, we're gonna talk to you. We wanted you to come on to our podcast. Um, as you all know, there's been uh unprecedented or unpredictably large uh surge in visitors i think no one sort of anticipated the uptick in visitors to hawaii in the past couple of months um and they're everywhere they're all on our beaches and we thought it'd be a good serve public service to talk a little bit about beach safety um just prevention tips things that you've noticed um out there in the water and and ways that our visitors can be not just our visitors by the way because there's a lot of residents too that are dumb and do dumb things so uh, <laughs> just you know general tips but anyway so how long have you been in the department uh last may was 16 years oh wow, so, wow. yeah it feels like it's been five i still feel like i'm you know the new guy which i am in my mind i'm still learning always learning but yeah 16 years kind of crazy that Makes is feel old. Um, kevin here has always wanted to be a lifeguard by the way <laughs> oh i haven't what are you talking yes, about <laughs> He's better and the benefits are better too, Kevin, just letting you That's, know. You're not wrong. Kyle, I was uh, looked you up on the internet because I was trying to do some research. Um, are you, do you fight MMA as well? I used to, um, yeah, like 2011 was my last fight. I fought Ray Cooper, who is now no way. the Hawaiian legend. Yeah. Which, oh, wow. Yeah. He's an amazing <laughs> human. That guy is great too. Like, you know, I saw him at the last Bellator fight, like, you know, it's right where we last fought and Yeah. <laughs> Amazing human, yeah. I was stoked to share a cage with him. I'm still training, still helping guys get ready for fights. Um, That's know. insane. Yeah. Wait, how long have you been fighting? Sorry, this is like taking a left turn. Uh- no, no, no. Um, I started jujitsu in like 2007, and uh, just escalated, 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 escalated. All of a sudden, I'm in the middle of the Blaisdell, looking across the cage from Ray, and I'm like. How'd I end up here? You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, if you ask anybody in high school, I was not that guy. It's just, I just found the passion late. It's still my passion. I mean, yeah, it's an amazing, martial arts has given me everything in my life. So, and it's maybe a better lifeguard too, to be honest. Oh yeah. I mean, if yeah. somebody's going to touch a monk seal, I want you to be. Because... <laughs> I was going to say, when you're like swimming out to someone, you can like jujitsu grip them, you know, <laughs> yeah. and bring them back <laughs> to shore. 
that too but it's just it puts you know especially with mma it like puts you in a real high pressure moment you know i mean with somebody's trying to do something even if it's a training partner whatever and that same thing relates to the ocean where you're dealing with this mother nature and another human and trying to control them and be present in the moment where i think fighting martial arts kind of does that you have to be present you can't just be going crazy and swinging wild it's like you have to be present and i think with lifeguarding you have to be present to be calming somebody down on their worst day especially like uh you know if there's like a, a head injury or anything where like the family members are all around be able to control them and not control them in a sense but like just calm everybody down yeah because right. i think people start freaking out you know and it's that flight or flight mode if that makes any sense you know but yeah, I, it definitely helped me out a lot in my lifeguard career too that is so crazy. Wow, good research there. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Google Kyle I, Foyle. It's like the second thing that comes up is like uh, your record and then your Instagram page. <laughs> I'm glad it's nothing bad. That's good. <laughs> wow, interesting. And I think a lot of people don't know. I mean, I've talked to Kevin about this, but um, as far as like, you know, staying in shape um, to be a lifeguard, I feel like you guys are, are you guys still the only like first responders that do a yearly physical test. I feel like that's what it used to be. Like fire and police don't do that or EMT don't do that. Um, I'm unsure. We used to have a thing where if you got out like a, if you got injured on the job and you came back or you took a long vacation, they used to do that. But I think everybody does a yearly thing. I'm not too sure what the other agencies. So. Have you seen firefighters lately? I don't think they're doing like, sorry, yearly physical tests. They are doing a great job. <laughs> no, they are. <laughs> but I have a lot of firefighter yeah. friends and I'm like, <laughs> anyway but you know you guys do have a rigorous like yearly test like the the thousand thousand and all yes that. Yeah. yeah well the thing was i mean yeah we have a yearly test but you can literally sit on the couch or in the tower and not do anything if you really want to and then you know months before get in shape for that test but oh. guess what when you're swimming out in the middle of the bay at waimea when it's 20 feet you're gonna be real bummed that you were sitting on the couch. So it's like, if, you, if you're a true lifeguard, you're gonna be in shape. That's just part of the lifestyle is always being prepared, trying to be injury free and try to be in the best shape. Cause I mean, and that's around the island. Like even going through the short break at Sandy's to rescue somebody is gnarly. That's, so you have to be in top shape. You can't just, oh, I got my one yearly test. Like if you're right. a true lifeguard, you're working every day to be the best shape and best person you can be, honestly. Kevin, you can't do it, Kevin. Nah, wow. Kevin, you're in, bro. You're in. I got I you. Mean, I'm in great shape. <laughs> I serve. You got I, it. I'll general fitness. Um, yeah, we about, have to stop getting tattoos. And then anyway. Well, anyway. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, speaking about, man, you want to hear the sickest segue? So, oh, uh, no. Speaking about working every day, I hear you guys have new extended hours. Tell me about <laughs> that, Kyle Foyle. Do. All right. So extended hours. Uh, it was called uh, Dawn to Dust, but, you know, in Hawaii, it's you know, we're not really there at dawn to dusk because it's light at what, 5.30 this morning? So yeah. our extended hours is from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. A lifeguard will be on duty. What but was what was it before? Before it was 9 to 5.30. Oh, okay. And that included uh, lieutenants. That included jet skis. That included tower guards. And With that, the exception of, I think, Waikiki Beach, aren't those towers open a little earlier, like 8 a.m.? Nope. Nope there might be some altercations where like they might open a tower early from eight, but that guard goes home early. Correct. Right. It's always in that eight, eight and a half hour range of where our work would be. Where now we have a 10 hour shift covering both sides. So, and that's where I got hired as a lieutenant. I was a beach guard until a couple months ago until the, you know, we kind of started going for that extended hours, which 
is awesome because now, and this is the big thing we want to get to the public, even though the towers look closed, if it's between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., if the towers are closed, which it will be from 7 to 9, they are still lifeguards on duty. There's me, there's jet ski operators. So always call 911. And, you know, just because the tower's closed doesn't mean a lifeguard's not on duty. So that's the main thing we want to get with this whole new uh, extended hours out to the public is we're there. We might not, you know, because we don't have enough manpower, blah, 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 to get all the towers open island-wide. But at least we have lieutenants and jet skis available from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Okay, so the towers on the beaches will still be open five, from nine. the usual hours, 9 to 5. And that's something that's going to change, like, in the next phase of this project, right? I mean, the goal is to open towers earlier. And that the is the goal. Okay. I mean, that is the goal. It's just, uh, you know, budgets, manpower. Uh, you know, it's hard to do to figure out the scheduling, you know what I mean? Because you need a certain amount of guards per tower. You need to pay those guards, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that go into it, and... Uh, yeah, so it, it's it's in the ropes. Like I never thought in my life I'd be working four tens, which is just you know four days on four it's ten. It's such hours a shit. great schedule. Yeah, it's cool. Day. It's it's definitely awesome, and not, you know something to get used to. But I think we're working out the bugs. But I'm really proud on uh, our chiefs to actually get this in place. And shout out to Kimberly Pine for you know getting this law going and passed and everything like that. Because to be honest, I I've chosen my coworkers have chosen to stay after five thirty because like you know I've been at Pipeline and it's like by law I can leave at 5 30 and be peace out I'm out I'm going home but I'm not going to do that I can't sit out there and look at 60 guys in the water when it's 12 feet and go okay I'll see you guys later I know something's going to happen or you know I at least want to be there in case it happens so I've always a lot of us guards have taken on pond to stay all the way until dark and now that we kind of have it more covered and where it's not only on the guard it's on us too. It's, uh, I think it's cool. It's going to be awesome. We're going to do a lot of saves, I think. Well, and you guys have, uh, I mean, your department has reported that there have been a lot of, um, you know, early morning and at late after the towers close incidents um, yeah. pertaining to people, right? Like getting in trouble in the water or on the beach. So, I mean, there is a need for the, I mean, I surf in the morning and the beaches, I and mean, when I come out of the water at 7, 7.30 a.m., there's a lot of people on the beaches. Yeah. And uh, lifeguards aren't reporting until nine. So a lot of things can happen. Um, so yeah, it makes sense. So where were you before you were a lieutenant? What beach were you at? I was mostly, I had uh, two days pipeline, two days rock files, one day sunset. That was my schedule. This is Kevin's hood. Yeah, yeah that's my schedule. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I grew up right across the street from Ted's. Um, oh, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's interesting too, because I feel like a lot of people, like a lot of surfers, especially surf after. 5 p.m. right like that's when I surf oh. I surf from yeah. I, I surf when I get off work so you know that's five to seven so it's kind of nice now knowing that you know there will be some some coverage in the unlikely event that you know some someone needs help out there um especially on pretty heavy days out north you know it's like you're looking at the lifeguard tower and it's all closed down and it's like six o'clock and you're like ah <laughs> shucks like I mean I'm gonna go out but you know it's it's always nice I guess having that reassurance Kevin only gets injured on small days, by the way. Well, I feel like that's how it is, man. <laughs> that's how it is. Honestly, I've seen the worst injuries at Pipeline on like a four to five foot day yeah. than a 12 foot day. You know, Because you're not like, thinking about it. You're like, whatever, man. It's like four feet. Yeah. And then you're you have like, your fin in your leg and you're like, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Definitely. No, I get injured at logs a lot. Logs, it doesn't matter what size. Log cabins, I'll, I'll poke a hole in my body at any time. Yeah. No logs are. I'm I'm from the Big Island, so it's like we're used to like sharp, shallow. 
Oh, so yeah. Waves are not waves. And so logs remind me of the Big Island. And when I'm like, I ain't surfing there. I left Big Island to surf <laughs> sand and nice and, you know, non. Yeah. So, yeah. But logs is a good wave. It is a good wave. That, that's a fun wave. So it's, you know, it's interesting too that you guys have these extended hours, especially uh, it's very good right now because um, yeah. you know, Hawaii <laughs> beaches, we're seeing more, more visitors. I mean, you know, maybe it's because we're coming out of COVID and we haven't had visitors for a while, but I feel like we're seeing maybe more visitors than we've ever seen before on our beaches. Um, so tell us about that. I mean, how, how busy have the North Shore beaches been? Or not just North Shore, but yeah, anywhere. Yeah, beaches any beach. in general. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't leave my little bubble up here on the North Shore sometimes just because, I don't know, I like it. But um, yeah, last time I went to Waikiki, I think it was like spring break and I like walked down, you know, like Cheesecake Factory is that little exit to get Waikiki. I remember I turned the corner and was like, literally stopped me on my tracks because I was like, oh my god like you couldn't even walk through anywhere there's so many people yeah and at the end of the day i'm i get it it's been a weird year hawaii's like the one place you can't go because every you know restrictions or whatever so i get it people just want to get out of houses i think hawaii we were lucky because we could go outside we could go to the beach we could do all these things where if you were in i don't know inland california or whatever you're just sitting in an apartment staring out the window so i get it when there's these restrictions got let up people Let's go to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, so I get it, but yeah, it's definitely been some challenge because, and I might be wrong, this is a theory, I think that due to that whole year of us kind of being sedative, you know, most Americans, most of the world, they got over here and then they, the classic thing was you go on vacation, you kind of let things go and you, oh, I'm going to go swim out to the jump rock or I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to Sandy's, you know, why not? I'm on vacation. And I think you, you know, you've been kind of sitting around for a little bit and you've been cooped up a little bit. They go and put themselves in a lot of dangers, which you see like China walls and stuff like that. So I think a little bit more education from maybe our government would help, but otherwise this is part of the job. We try our best. We try to catch them. You know, the people, when they come to their beach, we try to talk to them. It's judging book by its cover, but mm it's the only way we can do it. You know, we, okay, that person's about to jump into four foot Sandy's with a whammo and dive fins <laughs> on. It's definitely worth the going and talking to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, a lot of things I explained to the younger guards is lifeguarding is not just do the rescue, sit in the tower, put sunscreen on, go serve, whatever. It's a lot of talking. It's a lot of psychological. Cause say when I came in, I was 20, I think. And okay, how's a 20-year-old going to go tell a 54-year-old that just got through the airport, got to the hotel with his five kids, spent 10 grand, went through traffic, finally got to Waimea Bay, unloaded the kids, everybody's screaming, crying, you know, whatever, gets down to the shoreline, but it's eight to 10 feet. Mm. How am I going to tell that guy, some young kid, 20-year-old kid, tell that guy in a nice way and try to persuade them, not today, sir, you know, and, and I think as the years go on being a lifeguard, you kind of find your niche and how to talk to them. And that's the hard part I think lifeguarding don't get credit for it, is we have to prevent it, which is really hard if you don't get given the skills to, hi, sir, what's your plan today? Instead of like, <laughs> Ew, hey, brother, you got to beat it. You know what I mean? There's like two different ways to approach things. And yeah. that's the exciting thing about lifeguarding is it's like we have to do that and you learn. Every day is a learning experience because you'll get some new person some new energy some new situation and you have to adapt to it so interesting. Mean, yeah it's, it's fun <laughs> in general i mean you know this is i guess a good outlet for for people coming to hawaii um, you know how can how can people avoid putting themselves in those 
precarious situations, I guess, the situations where they might might get themselves into trouble. Well, I mean, I think everything's that we don't want to be talked to. Come and ask the lifeguards a question. And, you know, it's like, I'd rather talk to you now. But, you know, if you come down and ask the most dumbest question in the world, that's fine. I'd rather talk to you. we rather talk to you than for you to ignore our sign, put your towel over our sign, and then just go straight out. And then I have to rescue you. And then even if it's a simple rescue, it could go worse. You could have a heart attack. We could get caught in that one rip, you know, that one second hit us. So if we can prevent it by talking to you before your feet hit the wet sand, we, we're happy with that. That's part of our job. So if we can get that out to the public visiting, even the locals and the people visiting that, we're here to make your day better. We are here to assist. We are the first responders, but we're here to prevent. That is the big part of ocean safety is prevention, not just the rescues. So if we can talk to you and stop you before you get to that wet sand, you know, and hopefully guide you in the right direction, that's, that's a huge win for us. And I think that's how we can stop a lot of these deaths and rescues going on. For sure. Kat, do you have any questions? I got, I got a whole list, but. Oh, Kevin, I know, I know. You're, I can tell you've got this pent up energy about you, Kevin. <laughs> you know what? I got a question. Is Jump Rock, yes. is the Waimea, the rock, is that off limits now? Uh, now you put me, now you put, yeah, yeah, you put me in the tie by. The signs are still up for COVID, but um, as a lifeguard, I do not recommend jumping off it. Okay. You, yeah. It's gotten shallower. Like, I wouldn't. Yes. Well, the sand always changes. You know, yeah. I mean, it could go from five feet to 10 feet, you know, if the caves is exposed underneath, all, you know, it's the rocks. Yeah, it's a lot of variables, but as a, as a Waimea, a former Waimea Bay lifeguard, yeah, we just go, you're at your own risk. We, I advise you not to. Mm-hmm. and then just go from there but that's the COVID signs are still up oh okay that's interesting yeah they're all stickered up and yeah <laughs> sorry to put you in a in a in a spot like that no, that's <laughs> the question that's, and that's the questions i get every day you know i yeah. mean, are used to you know so that's sure. totally fine um you know and i think uh another thing i kind of wanted to ask about um i was reading a news story recently about how uh some guy tried to swim out uh, not a lifeguard tried to swim out to rescue a woman and her daughter um, in like kind of uh, perilous conditions. Uh, and then he ended up getting in trouble. So I was kind of wondering, you know, if you're like a bystander on the beach and you're, you see someone in trouble, like what, what's the first thing you should do? I'm assuming it's go tell the lifeguards. Well, yeah, first thing, well, I mean, if it's like China walls, there's no lifeguard right there, call 911. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, that's even like what we tell our fellow lifeguards. It's like, you know, you could be patrolling down Keiki and see something, but if you don't go on the radio and go, hey, you know, I need help. I'm at this location, but you know what we have to say, and you just jump out there. Now nobody knows you're out there, and that's a scary thing. I mean, luckily everybody has cell phones these days, but the first thing we always tell everybody is chain of command. Let somebody know. Let 911 know. Let your partner know for ours. But for the general public, call 911. Mm-hmm. Let them know your safety is first. If, you know, don't be Baywatch and try to run out there and do it real quick without yeah. letting anybody know, because then all of a sudden you might be outside keiki when it's 10 feet and it's getting darker and nobody knows you're out there and then it's going to take the coast guard 30 minutes to get to you or whatever so that's our first step and then um a lot like when i teach junior guards is um always have a flotation device with you like they have fins boogie board wave storm and then when you get to the person always put that item that board or between you and the person i actually experienced this when i was like 10 or 11 i went to my local spot in big island and the guy was i didn't know i was clueless i didn't do it junior guards and this guy was drowning and i went right to him and he started climbing up on me and i like freaked out pushed him away and then paddled away i think he made it 
when I was young, a long time ago. But like, but nowadays when I've taught junior guards, our first thing is always put something in between. So if they freak out and start trying to climb it, they get on the board and you can back off. The worst that is, is for such them. good advice. I mean, because yeah. you know, Kevin and I both surf and people lose their boards all the time and you're they're kind of flailing in the water and you go and help them and whatever. But I've had exactly that experience where I swam over to someone and they jumped on me and they pulled me under. Yeah. I was like, this isn't a good idea. But yeah, you're right. If you have something, put it between you and let them grab onto it. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah, because yeah. then you can talk to them. Because then, right. like we've talked about with like fighting and all that stuff before, it's, people get in that flight or fright mode right. and they check out, they're gone. Nobody, like the lights are on, but nobody's home. So For if sure. you can get them that board, they take a breath, you talk to them, hey, hey, okay, breathe, breathe, you're fine. You know, then you can help with the rep, you know, get them on the board, maybe you can paddle in. But that first moment is always put something in front of you. And then um, another thing would be if there is a lifeguard, like uh, coming down, we have it's like two signals, basically like, and they're real simple. It's like, we're okay, put your hand on your head. And then I need help. Or you can just kind of wave your hands in a sense. And it, it goes more complicated. But as far as general public, it's like, this is okay. I'm okay. I need help. So if you see like fire show up or our ocean safety show up, you can kind of assist in that. So we know, okay, we don't have to rush. We don't have to like throw the ski in and do all this stuff. If the guy gives me this, okay. And I've taught it to my eight-year-old son and his friend. And it's cute. And, you know, the other day he was like, hey, dad, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's awesome. You know, and we teach that to all our junior guards. And if that could go, that helps us help them. Okay, cool. They signal to me. He kind of knows what he's doing. I see. But the, the main two things I would say is call 911, make sure somebody knows you're doing something and always have a flotation device with you to separate you and the victim. I see. I feel like a lot of visitors, I mean, I blame, I blame Instagram personally, but um, <laughs> they're trying to venture to areas that aren't typically lifeguarded. Um, yes. What would you like? What are some areas you do you see this happening? You mentioned China Walls, which is in East, uh, East Honolulu to our listeners. Um, but there are spots like that. And I mean, I, I'm guessing you guys recommend people don't venture to areas where there's yeah. no guards. Yeah. I mean, we always recommend always swim at a guarded beach. I mean, if you're, you know, but yeah, that is our society nowadays. Everyone wants the cool, lonesome, oh, I went here. He didn't know about it kind of thing. And ideally in a perfect world, we could have towers at all these locations, you know, have a tower at Keiki, have a tower at, you know, China Walls, but it's just not in the the cards right now but with that being said it's uh i, I honestly i don't know how to remedy do that to be honest well, like, I mean, but like if you're at like let's say you're at china walls yes. and you need to get help what is the time difference between if you were like at you know a guarded beach and you needed help meaning like i just want to put into perspective you know 10 minutes like, 10 depending on the traffic and if there's a ski in the water and if there's nothing else going on i mean we've had instances where there's three different instances going on. You know, I mean, there's a somebody having a heart attack at Y Man, and there's somebody with a head injury at Turtle Bay, and then there's something at like Eukai. Mm-hmm. That's all our resources now stressed in three spots. And now you get in trouble at Keiki. It's going to take some time. You know, we will get there, but I hope you can tread water, and I hope it's not a medical emergency. I remember. So, oh, so no, Kevin. I just have a, I have an, an anecdote. I got in trouble at Kiki once. <laughs> Everybody's got in trouble at Kiki. Everyone, yeah. man. Yeah, if, yeah, that place is a nightmare. I remember the first time I almost died at Kiki, but I remember there was some <laughs> part of me 
where I didn't want to make a scene, you know, like, I don't know if it was like that weird, like, like macho spirit on the North shore. But I, was like, yes. but I was like, I can get in, you know, and I just kept getting dragged down the coast and I got in <laughs> eventually, but there was like some huge part of me that didn't want to be like, I need help, you know? And I think, I don't know. I just feel like that's always been like a weird, like macho spirit on the North shore. Like if you don't want, you don't want to like raise your hand, you know, you want to be like, Oh, I'm fine. I can do this. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, I've seen it all from, I mean, we had a Olympic swimmer get rescued at Makapu, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. especially male ego too, you know, especially <laughs> yeah, in North Shore. No. It's like, I got this. I, and it's like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Get on the board, get on the <laughs> ski. It's okay. You know, and, it's like, and sometimes it's a cultural thing. I mean, when I first started, I started at Hanama Bay, which was a great learning experience. You know, I wanted to work like in North that. Shore, but I learned so much, but I learned like, uh, especially like the Asian cultures, you know, like Jap Japan, a lot of the Japanese, but they would just, they would just sink because it was like kind of their culture was not to bring attention to, you know, you know dishonor in a sense. I mean, I, I might be getting it wrong, but I would see it all the time where they would just like the keyhole at, at Hanama, they would just go. They wouldn't like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, it's a weird thing. I don't know. I might be wrong, but I saw it with my own eyes multiple times when I worked yeah. out. I was like, why didn't you? You know, and these yeah. are both like Japanese nationals. And I think it's just, you know, from being in Japan, I think it's that culture where you don't kind of bring attention to yourself. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I think Which some of that cost has, your life. I mean, yeah. And some of that I think has even leaked into local culture where it's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to make a scene. You I know? don't want to bother. I don't want to bother. I can make yeah. it. And yeah. It's, I'll just <laughs> die quietly. No, but I mean, you make a good point that, you know, there was a rescue, an Olympic swimmer. Uh, I think people tend to think, you know, either they're they're really good swimmers or wherever they're from or they're pool swimmers or um, or they're strong, like they go to the gym and, and it's such a different, um, the ocean in Hawaii is such a different environment and it changes, right? It's very unpredictable. And we've, you know, Kevin and I have paddled out before where conditions change while you're out there and you're yes. like, what if, so can you talk a little bit about like Hawaii's unique, um, you know, yeah. oceans? Ocean it's, just, it's just a different power it's just a i mean i've even been denied i remember we had a rescue typical like you said like local too like didn't want help in didn't we talked to him big massive north swell like probably 10 feet kid local kid from wahiwa pals out we talked to him on the beach hey man not today oh but i took the bus up here and again i'm like yeah i was here yesterday and it's like okay <laughs> he gets sucked out and then we followed him and then my one partner made it out and then we went down to off the wall which trying to swim out off the wall in 10 feet is not easy so i remember my me and my partner he was actually behind me i swam out fins and tube he swam out fins and tube i took a set in the head and then all of a sudden i was 10 feet behind him like i just got fully denied he made it and i was like you know what i'll go back to the atv i'll i'll start getting the kit ready you know what i mean like <laughs> my male ego like i just fully got denied by yeah. the ocean and like i you know i'm not superman but i'm also i got some skills i was just like oh okay cool i'll i'm on the atv they got him we'll do it yeah. up so hawaii is just it's a raw power that i've never experienced anywhere else and besides like tahiti or maybe south pacific like that but especially on oahu it's so accessible especially to go to aokai it's nice sand you just jump in the water and you go you're off sandy so you jump in the water you're off in the water where like especially the big on you gotta like almond crab it down a rock wall you know down this <laughs> just to get in the water so it's a little easier like nobody's going in the water but you go yeah. to sandy's i pulled up my car's right there my cooler's right there i got my booty for it and i just 
get into it, even though it's, I mean, I forget the average of how many broken necks we get at that place. And it's oh, yeah. insane, you know, and that's everywhere. You can go Kahana Bay on a big day, treacherous. You can go it's West Side, crazy. So yeah, it, it's a power I've never experienced before. And even if you go other islands, it's different. Like Big Island on six feet is way different than six feet on the North Shore or six feet of Sandy. Yeah, and I feel like we have, um, you know, yeah, you're right. The ocean is really so strong and we have these rips that, uh, you know, will, will suck you out really, really fast. Mm -hmm. um, like before you even know what's going on. If someone's in a rip, you know, rip condition, what, what do you think they should, I mean, if there is no immediately help around them and they're trying to swim back in, I mean, what do you do in a rip current kind of situation? Well, the rip, I mean, you know, they're different from the California, but, but they all kind of, the general rule is, Whatever the direction is going, like say you're at Aokine, it's sucking you straight out to sea, you either go towards pipeline or you go towards, you know, sunset. You kind of always go parallel to it. So it's like you never want to fight to get it. Everybody, and I've seen a lot in my careers where people enter the water and they get sucked in a the rip, they like really want to get back to where they jumped in the water. Yeah. Instead, they just let the rip take them, swim away from it, you know, swim parallel towards it, and then all of a sudden they'll be out in a second, but they kind of get graduated with. Well, I jumped in right there. My stuff's right there. I got to get back to that spot. And they'll sit there and kill themselves, basically, trying to pile the same spot instead of just relaxing, conserve your energy, let the rip kind of, so you can kind of feel it dissipate a little bit and then swim parallel from it. I see. It's real basic, but I think it's that once that people just start kind of freaking out. And once again, it's that flight or flight mode where. Yeah, it's that you know, panic mode. Panic, that, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And also, I mean, you know, which you mentioned earlier about Waimea Bay, um, you do, if, you, if you're not, like that kid, he might've thought he could handle the surf or whatever, but he's also putting you guys in danger. You guys are being pulled away from the beach where there's all these other people. Um, so it is kind of selfish in a way. I mean, you should, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's also that, like just kind of For understanding sure. that your actions affect, it's like a ripple effect, you know? And um, if you don't need to be out there, don't, don't go. <laughs> when in doubt, don't go out. Don't go out. I mean, Don't seriously, but yeah, it's, by. there's been yeah, a lot of times where I'm like, you put me, two, three of my coworkers in danger by trying to be on that again and try to go out there. And it's like, but there's, like I said, as the years, I remember having those rescues and being very unprofessional after it. And I realized that doesn't get you anywhere. My main focus is you're on the beach, you get to go home to your family. I'm on the beach, I get to go home to my family. So there's no reason to punish them afterwards, you know, because you're it's kind of it's pointless. It's, yeah. yeah. From there, my experience. And you know, are there any ways? Um, you know, I know you said like edu like educating people is like a big preventative measure. I mean, are, yes. does, do you guys have any online resources or something where people can go online and kind of I guess educate themselves before their trips to kind of, you know again keep themselves out of these like bad situations i believe uh Oshisete has have a website and instagram uh north shore lifeguard association is a big component of that too so we have a website instagram if you want to check them um okay. but it's hard you know i wish there was something they'd play on the airlines and i think we used to have one back in the day but not anymore but the main thing is to stop people is just come talk to us. I mean, we're not going to teach you swim lessons, but at least <laughs> if that's the education is that we're there, especially with its extended hours, we're there from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Somebody's on duty, we will respond, 100%. And then the second one is just come talk to us. Like, don't do the male ego, I got this, I was here, you know, the classic, oh, I was here yesterday. I was here two days ago. It's like, 
yesterday was flat. Now it's 10 feet. Yeah. It's a little bit of a different day. So those are the two main, I mean, I can list things and things, but that's the main thing is just come talk to us and let us educate you and make sure you have a good trip and you get to go home to your family and I get to go home to my family and everybody has a good day. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, Kyle. Uh, no problem. That's about all the time we got. Um, shoot. No, I, I, I want to talk more about MMA, but we can't. <laughs> Next time. That's our, that's yeah. our different MMA podcast. Our MMA yeah, no, for sure. Hawaii, Hawaii's got some good talent. Yeah, there's yeah, we do. very good talent. Yeah. Mahela is killing it right now, man. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, Holloway. We got we got so many guys. Even the guys you don't even know about a bit, you know. Yeah. I'm proud yeah. of Hawaii. We're doing good. Definitely. Um, all right. Well, shoot. Thank you all so much for, for listening to the podcast. Thank you again, Kyle, for joining us and talking mm-hmm. to us about it. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Um, you can find a lot of the resources that Kyle mentioned, um, as well as some additional ones on our show notes on our website. You can follow us on all social medias at Hawaii Magazine. Um, you can find more of our content at HawaiiMagazine.com. Um, where can they find you, Kyle? Or where, where can they find the North Shore uh, Lifeguard Association? So North Shore Lifeguard Association has uh, Instagram. Uh, that's probably the best way. Or you can go to our website, NorthShoreLifeguards.org. Uh, you can email okay. us. Um, but Instagram too. And then I have an Instagram too, if you guys have any lifeguard questions. I mean, I've actually gotten two guys into the department. They're like, just DM me. No way. I'm a lifeguard. And I'm like, just do that. And then all of a sudden, six months later, I'm like, looking I'm like, you're working with me. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. We're always looking for good women and men to join our department. So um, yeah, I'm always here to help and answer questions. So yeah, North Shore Lifeguard Association, or you can hit me up too. Rad. Okay, Kat, you have anything else or else we're going nope, to we're gonna call that's it? it. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. And no uh, thanks to all the listeners and viewers. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and comment. And uh, yeah, that's maybe it. Kevin will be a lifeguard next. Who knows? Yeah, probably not, but I'll leave, it on, to, Kevin. Let's I'll, do it. I'll leave it to the pros. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. Thank you so much. Mahalo. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.